0: hello folks and welcome to a very special edition of the charging status podcast Uh, you'll probably immediately notice that i don't have alex with me in this one he's actually let me out to play on my own Um, i've got a very special opportunity to speak to a leading manufacturer of ev wall boxes i've said before many times in the past that i personally wouldn't want an ev in the uk at the moment unless i had the ability to charge from home Uh, lots of people do And that's their choice. But for me, I think it would be an inconvenience, but I'm not particularly tied to any uh, wall box. To me, it's just a box that you plug something into. So um, I'm really keen to sort of learn more about the design, the technology, the manufacturing process, all the rest of it, and actually put a face to what is um, sometimes a little bit of a faceless item. Uh, I'm really, really delighted to welcome uh, Valdas from a company called Teltonica uh, to the podcast. So welcome, Valdas, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the company.
1: Well, firstly, hello. Uh, Thanks for for having me. Um, It's an honour. Uh Yeah, so briefly about our company, um, it's uh, probably in EV world, not a very well-known brand or in some areas uh, not known at all. But uh, mm-hmm. Teltonika, such as, well, basically it's one of the leading IoT solution manufacturers in the world. It was founded in 1998, so it's um, in business 25 years plus. Um, but currently company has uh, 3000 um, employees worldwide. Wow. The product portfolio consists of more than 100 products. Uh, And we have and, you know, we're proud of already so far deployed to the market more than 25 million IoT devices. Mm -hmm. And the constituents of a group are are basically as follows. There are five uh, companies uh, under the group umbrella. So it's Telematics, uh, which focuses on uh, uh, trackers, manufacturing. Uh, And sales, there's networks, Uh, that's routers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there's energy, which is us. Mm-hmm. Uh it provides CV charging solutions and Telemedics, it's a, a medical industry solution supplier and EMS is a manufacturing company.
0: Okay, and so with 3000 staff, I guess you've got offices all over the world? Or?
1: Uh, yes, uh, correct. Our offices are currently in 21 country, which includes local representatives. Mm-hmm and uh, regarding you know the, the geographical spread were present in europe in asia in middle east australia and americas both north and south so
0: great okay and of course you're joining us today from lithuania
1: yes that's correct that's a headquarters of a group in our company
0: so let's let's start off with um lithuania um ev uptake has been i think good in the uk um it's very partisan here people seem to really passionately love or hate evs there aren't too many people that just see it as a mode of transport yet. it's a very um uh, emotional subject for people to discuss and there's certainly lots of really awful negative press that's largely baseless um but how are things in lithuania and that that you know that part of europe is ev take up good are we sort of well behind the curve I know Scandinavia is fantastic but I just wonder how how it is in Lithuania how do people look at EVs are they seen as sort of welcome and and uh, uh, commonplace and a a sign of perhaps things to come or are they seen as um evil mind control devices (laughs)
1: Yeah, right. Um, good question, actually. Um, well, generally, yes, You know, Lithuanians are, are very open to, to new technology, including EVs. Mm-hmm. And uh, recent five years were very, uh, well, I would call them a, a turning point in, 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 in spread of uh, infrastructure in Lithuania of EV, uh, mm-hmm. because um, only last year, 2023, uh, we had the fade out of free of charge, public road charging. So basically, you know, up to the end of last year, we had free of charge, um, you know, charging of, of vehicles on the road, okay. uh, which was basically subsidized by the government. Then there is, you know, multi-layers of other type of subsidies, which we had. Mm-hmm. So there were grants and then we still have grants up to 80% for EV charging installation compensation on the total cost both the hardware and and the labor. Uh, There are also subsidies to new uh, battery electric vehicle uh, purchases. So up Mm -hmm. to 5,000 euros per per each new vehicle purchased. Uh, Plus on top of that, there's extra compensation for utilizing an an old polluting vehicle, Mm -hmm. um, which basically resulted uh, to almost two and a half times increase in Battery electric vehicle and uh, plug-in hybrid uh, registrations in recent two years. So
0: um,
1: the boost was very significant, and there is a huge growth um, percentage-wise and times-wise here in Lithuania. Interesting.
0: Uh, Do you get do you get sort of the the negative press over there, or not? Is it something that's sort of just destined for the UK?
1: I would say, you know, as you previously asked, you know, is it in love or hate? I think we we are, you know, passing by this this approach already, and and here people, you know, understand it as you know inevitable future, and it's solely a matter yeah. of you know, yeah, yeah, you know, when, not if. So that's probably the, the approach we're, you know, here having. Oh, that's
0: that's good. Maybe we'll get there eventually, <laughs> hopefully. And um, so you're coming over to the UK um what yeah. makes your product special to i said sort of in the intro but to a lot of people it's just a a box with a, a socket on it but tell us you know what what makes the Teltonica product special um and you know what differentiates it from perhaps some of the others
1: right so i will you know start you know maybe one 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 step uh before that why UK market in, in general. So we consider UK being, you know, um, uh, and it's not us considering it's a fact <laughs> it's one of the biggest European economies. That's so the one, yeah. but at the same time, uh, EV infrastructure wise is still a developing market. Yeah. So, you know, and, and we do have a dedicated, um, product for, for UK market now portfolio. So, mm. and then the second part is, um, the rate of growth uh, and and the actual annual registrations of, of electric vehicles. So obviously, uh, Norway is is number one with 90% mm-hmm. of vehicles registered in 2023 being uh, battery electric vehicles and plug-in hybrids. Mm-hmm. And second place, there is uh, Sweden with 60% of new registrations being, uh, uh, fully electric vehicles or plug-in hybrids. And then there's the rest of us. <laughs> so, yeah, and, yeah, wi- yeah. and within that, within that it's, is, you know, and I, I looked at the figures of UK, um, and it, it's, it does very interesting story. So the facts are the following that 24% of UK, uh, last year registrations are battery electric vehicles and, uh, hybrids combined, mm-hmm. uh, and there is a unique, uh, and significant part in UK, which very differentiates from, from the rest of Europe is that 32% of all new car registrations in UK were hybrid electric vehicles, meaning the non-chargeable ones. Mm-hmm. So that strongly suggests that there's a, a big market for, uh, chargeable vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it's even bigger than the current, you know, electric, fully electric vehicles and hybrids combined. Sure. So, it, it clearly suggests that there is a lack of infrastructure and at mm-hmm. the same time people are willing to go there, w- willing to, to be more, uh, you know, less polluting, more efficient uh, on, on their commuting and, and so on and so forth. And that only constitutes to, uh, the private cars, that's uh, excluding the, the commercial transportation for which I don't have uh, figures uh, in front of me.
0: When it comes to commercial vehicles, I think um, it's still a little bit of a difficult time because the manufacturers uh, don't yet have solutions that fit some of the sort of commercial requirements in the UK. So uh, vans typically have a reasonably low range at the moment and in the UK, right. lots of logistic works done over long distances. But I think for that sort of last mile delivery space, I think it's really well served now and we're, we're seeing lots of really large national companies like british gas and and some delivery companies like amazon and people like that now using electric vans um much much more often and uh you know really developing their fleets but i think over time things will change once technology moves on and 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 battery range improves on on some of those but yeah i mean there's a there's the the um, zero emission vehicle mandate, which means that manufacturers now have to sell a certain percentage of their cars as zero emissions vehicles every year. So I think it will only continue to push forward unless the um, manufacturers want to face large fines.
1: Yes, that's, that's the inevitability. And this is where you know, the whole world uh, is going with Europe probably being the, the leader in that area.
0: So how many countries are uh, Teltonica EV vehicle chargers currently out in?
1: Basically, um, the product spread and, and, and the sales activities are worldwide. Mm. And we currently have concluded um, sales deals in more than 80 countries worldwide. So that's quite um, quite uh, impressive, I believe, for for a company as young as ours.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly impressive. And I guess that the distribution is all via sort of local distributors or relationships with partners, you know, people don't come to you directly to buy these is, is my guess.
1: Well, sometimes, yes, they do. But of course, the, the whole business is based on on, 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 on partnerships and, and, and spread and, and penetration to, to each specific market with, with a, sometimes a different strategy. So yes, uh, we're focusing on both distribution channels, on uh, value-added resellers, uh, as well as uh, mid to to to, to big-size uh, installers and installer networks. So these are probably our 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 key target customers.
0: Okay, great. And we 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 spoke earlier about um, what makes it different, but I guess that's sort of the dumb question. But really, it comes down to when you're going into a market with a product, um, what are the most important things to that product to help serve the market? Do you look at the features of the product? Do you look at the software element? Or do you make it as simple to install as possible? So, you know, what's sort of the thought process behind it? and well, You know, how did you come up with the product you came up with?
1: Right. So uh, basically, there's two two parts uh, to to that to that question uh one is what in general the market requires so the, the functionality the features so there are know, general trends so you need to fit in, into those with your functionality and uh, the second layer being is, is the local you know specific market uh, requirements mm-hmm. uh, so you know our, our devices you know corresponding to uh, general market requirements and even more uh it's basically coming in you know both tethered and untethered option uh there is uh there's a cable up option uh cable lock option uh regarding connectivity uh, features so uh by application it's it's bluetooth connectivity it's uh it's nfc reader authentication, solar connectivity when it comes to more commercial use uh there's ocpp connectivity through ethernet port wi-fi and there's gsm option as well Mm, and when it comes to local specifics uh, in UK market, especially, uh, we have uh, included our, in our hardware the penfold protection and CT clamps, which are a regulatory requirement in in UK. So,
0: fantastic. And uh, with OCPP and everything, obviously, there's a, a chance to integrate with all kinds of different softwares and and apps. Um, yes, great. Yeah, fantastic. I'm, I'm sure that would be great news to. Um, some distributors out there and installers that sort of manage things themselves so yeah that sounds fantastic um one of the problems in in the uk now lots of people will say to me well it's it's fine for you to say you wouldn't have an ev if you couldn't charge at home but i live in an apartment and, and we have a shared car parking space and you know what can i do about that and lots of these kind of issues and people that don't have a private driveway and they have to park on the street. Does Teltonica have any anything to kind of assist with that people that need to install charges, perhaps not directly against the wall or um, in, in shared spaces at all?
1: Yes, definitely. So prior to entering the market, we, we did a, a proper market research and one of the key functionalities is um, a possibility to share the charger where uh, a payment terminal comes in or a QR code or, or whatever solution the, the CPOs are providing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our device is, is compatible with that and we offer uh, this, uh, this uh, functionality via OCPP
0: okay fantastic so yeah you mentioned there you've got tethered and untethered options and the option to lock a cable so essentially untethered charger put your cable in but then lock it in place that's correct yeah
1: yes okay fantastic
0: yeah that's a a great feature i think and with the tethered do you have different um different cable lengths available or is it a sort of one size fits all
1: well, the standard and most popular is uh, five meters cable length, but in case there's a separate uh, custom requirement, where we're able to accommodate uh, more, uh, l- more length uh, of the cable requirements. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, great. And, and in terms of the manufacturing of the product, um, lots of these things are obviously made in China, as is pretty much everything nowadays. Is, is this a Chinese-made product or is it somewhere else?
1: So, we're, we can proudly say that it's a Lithuanian built and made device. So, it's built here in Lithuania, in Europe. We have uh, our own two uh, manufacturing sites here, uh, one of mm-hmm. them being in the the capital, and they have, the other one in uh, Molete. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the good thing about it is that we can control the, the whole process better. We're less influenced by the market, we have purchasing power. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that to control the costs, and also we are growing uh, our production capacity, so that's probably one of the few companies in Europe who can who can say that.
0: Yeah, just the, just the quality control aspect alone is yeah. probably worth a, a fair amount of time and money. So, yeah, fantastic. I guess the all important question that may be impossible for you to answer at the moment, but do we know the RLP of units in the UK? What their price? will be
1: well um that's a must think for a commercial person to, to know it by heart so <laughs> yes of course I, I i do 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 have it and would be able to to answer that if i was woken up in the middle of the night so <laughs> um, our <laughs> error piece starts uh from uh, 569 euros okay. uh which is equivalent to 485 uh, pounds And uh, that depends, uh, and the final price depends on the final configuration, the front plate chosen, the cable length, and and all the mods on 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 the charger. So.
0: And as for the front plates, you've got kind of a a wooden plate or a more traditional sort of plastic options. Is that right?
1: Our standard options uh, come with uh, four different uh, color plastic plates to be chosen, or a premium koa wood uh, panel to be chosen. Um, If we would uh, partner with uh, white label uh, requirement, then we would be able to offer basically from unlimited uh, color of front panels. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, great. Uh, One of the things that's been an issue in the UK for public charges to get installed is um, sort of local planning. And because our, uh, our government's fairly broken at most levels um basically the, the the government for the uk say here's some money we need to install lots of public charges and then it comes down to the local governments for each region and they say well we don't want one going there because of this and that um because of that i'm wondering just how difficult it was to get approval in the uk and it, was that an arduous process or was it quite quite straightforward for you
1: um I would say it was quite straightforward. Um it was more of the you know investigation, uh, identifying what's required for the specific market mm. and then you know grinding it through the you know our R and D and manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the the most time consuming part and uh, the the requirements. uh, Fulfillment is just, you know, basically submitting the documentation to appropriate authorities and um, granting the approval. Like last year, we, we ended up on the Ozef list, both for residential and commercial, which is Mm -hmm. not maybe valid for for this year. But but still, Mm -hmm. um, it was not a hard process, I would say. Oh, that's really good to know. Not that lengthy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did- we've seen worse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's 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 good to know. Yeah, yeah. We see so many things in this country, sort of held up by bureaucracy and things. That um, you think when a company wants to come and and work with us, then it's good to know that it's not such a terrible process. So, um, plans for twenty twenty four in the, it, obviously the UK, but but where else are you headed?
1: Uh, we are expanding worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but key areas uh, in Europe, specifically, I would say, will be UK, mm-hmm. uh, Benelux, Scandinavia, mm-hmm. uh, France, as well, mm, and some other countries potentially. Mm.
0: Okay, yeah, it's um, it's really interesting how how EVs are, are spreading throughout Europe and how the uptake differs so much when you know the the borders are so close in some areas, and I think with the The way that people can do really long road trips and things in, in Europe, um, some people have possibly found it more of a challenging idea. But having said that, um, on the, the trips I've done, certainly in Northern Europe in electric vehicles, I think the public infrastructure has been fantastic. And uh, I think once people have opportunities to charge from home very easily um, and more options for that, then it can only sort of benefit and, uh, and speed up the, the spread of EV usage for private individuals.
1: Um, yes, I agree on that. And at the same time, um, we, we have, you know, different observations in different markets. If you go to, to, to Scandinavia, the infrastructure is way, way, way mm. better than, than in the rest of Europe. And then, you know, it very differs, you know, country to country. But the general trend is there, uh, you know, regardless of um, mm, at 80% or more than 80% of uh, charging in, in the future will be done at home or workplace mm. and only the remaining part will be done on the road yeah. because that's the principle of, of efficiently using the infrastructure. Sure. Uh, naturally even, you know, being only less than 20%, the fast charging or on the road infrastructure will develop and will will grow and uh, we will see more convenience for for travelers mm-hmm.
0: great okay well look this has been a fantastic uh, opportunity to chat with you and learn a bit more about the brand and um, about the state of charging in, in in Europe really um so thank you very very much for joining us It's a great pleasure to have you and uh, hopefully we'll chat again
1: Thank you it was pleasure chatting. Thank you.
0: To find out more about Teltonica and their range of EV chargers, go to Teltonica energy.com. Thanks for watching this one, guys, uh, or listening to this one, perhaps. This uh, special edition of the podcast will be broadcast on my YouTube channel, which is definitely not a guru, and via the charging status feed on all the usual podcast apps and platforms.
1: Thanks. Catch you next time.